This is The Frame, a podcast about the work of Jeff Lemire by a fan and his long-suffering wife. I'm Jamie. I'm Edna. Um, you might be long-suffering. I don't think you're suffering as much as Mr. Jippard this week. Probably not. Like, do we even know who he is? We've not been doing this for so long that I almost <laughs> forgot everything. Well, master's degrees are hard, and yours has been <coughs> trying and time-consuming. The struggle is real. Yeah. Right. I'm here. I'm back for it. <laughs> Poor man's been shot for, like, weeks now. <laughs> Let's get him rescued. Okay. Uh, the creator credits this week are the same as every week for Sweet Tooth. <laughs> uh, story and art by Jeff Lemire. Colors by Jose Villarubia. Letters by Pet Brosseau. Published by Vertigo. Yeah. yeah. Want to hear the Yeah. I tried. Gus gets Mr. Jippard to a barn, where he will be safe for the night, and goes out in search of food. As he leaves the barn, Mr. Jippard is in a delirious state and says the name Louise. Gus finds a house that's mostly empty of people, but full of food and medical supplies. Then he has a dream where Bambi and Thumper tell him that Mr. Jippard is dangerous and he should go back to the cabin. Then the dream gets scary. He's woken up by an angry but improving Mr. Jippard. They move on to a town that has been afflicted by the plague, and the only survivor seems to be a bunny lady. Bunny lady. Like a Playboy bunny, but real. <laughs> but she can't be. She's too old. Right? Isn't he too a old? There's a section for that. There he is. Q&A. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> you didn't mention they're in Nebraska. Yes. That in... was an important point for me because I thought we were just using Appalachian redneck slang and it was mildly irritating. Apparently we're using Midwestern redneck slang. Uh, I did wonder why it was so flat, but now I know because they're in Nebraska and they're not in Appalachia. I wonder... And for anybody who listens to this, Appalachia, not Appalachia. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, but um, I, it makes me wonder where all of the people are from. Like, is he familiar? Is this how they also speak? Or, um, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Whenever I hear, read, whatever, something that smacks of what other people think that my accent sounds like, um... Uh, I want to know everything about them at that point. Well, Jeff Lemire's Canadian, and so I'm not sure how familiar he is with, you know, regional dialects in America and, you know, the actual, you know, topography of the land or whatever. Because I'm not sure there's, like, those kind of dense forests in Nebraska. Of course, I'm not familiar with Nebraska either. I thought Nebraska was flat and full of cornfields, but... I mean, there's some silos on this picture. I'm not saying in real life. I'm sure there's silos in real life, but, like, yeah... But like but his home in the first, you know, when he was with his dad, that felt like mountainous and very forested. That's not what I think of when I think of Nebraska. We could solve this. We could take a trip to Nebraska and we could go and find out. Could we like make that a tax write-off or something? I bet I we can. Know. We could try. This just became a business. The government does fund <laughs> lots of arts endeavors. Right. And I need to know what Nebraska looks like. <laughs> trip anyway uh so yeah nebraska right. sorry <laughs> it's been too long <laughs> it's really for a rabbit trail we haven't gotten to the question about the bunny lady <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay go ahead <laughs> number one on q and a <laughs> downhill now <laughs> okay 
miss a week and you're a couple days late and you see how it goes. We're going to have to do three of these to get back to real life. Okay. Number one, is Gus just the best f- fictional kid ever? Um, like he's just living his life the only way he knows how. He just doesn't care. Like, love his little heart. Oh, look at that poor little dead boy. Sorry, buddy. You sure have a great house. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro. He really does. But also, that's the world he's living in. He could be a very broken little boy. Uh, but he's still just trying. I think there's a sweetness about him. And not just not just his <laughs> hankering for candy. I mean, yeah, he just seems like a good kid. Which he needs to get some thought to because I bet there's not that many dentists left. That's all I'm saying. Well, at the rate people are trying to kill him, I'm not sure it's much of a concern. Yeah, just keep your teeth long enough to bite somebody if they try to come at you. Uh, mm. Yeah, he is. He's precious little fella. I thought you were going to say sunbeam. I thought about it. But maybe he's not a full sunbeam. <laughs> <laughs> maybe later he will be. I'm sitting here staring at him, staring at the little dead boy in the bedroom. Dandy. I'm sure there were rides there. Um, This is a Vertigo book, so they're not friendly with Disney. Probably not, having the Bambi book. Dandy, though. Dambi doesn't sound very good, so we can't call him that. Bambi. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. Who do you think Louise is? A daughter. A daughter who passed away. A daughter with rabbit ears or something. I don't know. It's a horrible, tragic accident early on. Beautiful little baby who passed away too early. And if only they had had some kind of vaccine, it never would have happened. So he finds all these little half people, creature people, and takes them off. See, I wonder if it was a wife. And she died of the the lung coughing thing that's killing everybody else. Mm. And maybe they were childless. And so he's going to come to see Gus as a surrogate son. Maybe. And that might change his evil intentions. Maybe. It has to be one of those two things. Like, she has to be attached to him in some way. All right. Number three. Does Gus have superpowers? Uh... Because Dandy talked to him? Yeah, that dream. Is this some kind of precognitive, prophetic something or other? It doesn't have to be. I mean, depending on your view of what the purpose of dreams is, like, it could be his own subconscious telling him what he already knows. That he's probably a bad dude. Which, every one of us looks at that scenario and says, yeah, he's probably a bad dude. Um, so it could be that, or it could be because it's a comic book, whatever it is that makes him so different from everyone else, half deer, too old, um, cosmic, whatever, telling him, you need to get out of there so you can do what you need to do. I don't know. So is he kind of like the Professor X of hybrid kids? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Nah, it's not creepy enough to be Professor X. Oh. You don't, read, you, don't you you only watch X-Men movies. You don't read X-Men comic books. I've read a couple of X-Men comic books. Professor X gets a little sketchy. I read all of the first two volumes of the original X-Men. Really? Maybe three. I'm impressed. Yeah, I Good like job. X-Men. Mm. I was a child of the 90s. I watched all the X-Men cartoons. Did the theme song just start in your head? Uh, It is always running in my head. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. 
I don't know. It could be, like I said, it really just could be him knowing that you should know this dude. Snap out of it. And he uses the read-along book of Dandy to <laughs> give that voice. But I wonder if, um, what made me kind of wonder that is the, um, when it's when the when the bad guy shows up in the in the dream, if it's not because it's, that's a specific that that's them hunting the hybrids. That's not experimentation. That's not anything else. I'm I'm curious if when Mr. Jipper takes them where they're going, if it is that, and that that might be like, well, that wasn't just like, you know, an accident thing. Maybe he does have some kind of you know foretelling Maybe. ability. Yeah. But also there are hunters in Bambi and therefore probably hunters in Dandy. Yeah. I don't know if they have whips and dogs with hands. But uh um, <laughs> dogs are creepy. I didn't I don't like those. Like I've been staring at them for a while thinking, why in particular do I not like them? And just now I realized they've got hands. Not paws. They just got nasty little hands. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are we sure now? That Mr. Japerd is a bad guy. I'm comfortable with the fact that he's a bad guy. I'm also comfortable with the fact that he might not stay a bad guy. Um, but, like, he's not 100% good either. Also, what kind of story like this rounds up at the end going, yeah, see, I told you I was going to bring you to this place. <laughs> Obviously, that's what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and in, I mean, Black Hammer, especially the main series, uh, Lemire did juke movies quite a bit. He went everywhere, including right out somebody's ear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure at this point of the story that Mr. Jeopard is a bad guy, but I think he's going to turn. I, th- I think he's going to connect with Gus, and when it's time to turn him over to whoever's at the preserve, I, I think he's going to change his mind. Maybe. That's that's what I'm expecting to happen with Jeopard. I hope he does, or else, <laughs> like, the boy just saved your life. And he doesn't have to, to to count that. He could just be such a horrible person. That doesn't matter. Um, but why are we reading about him then? A story is supposed to share something and grow. And I, like, you, sh- you got to share something. And he better grow. <laughs> okay. Um, so it feels like the next destination, I mean, this is a long running series. So the preserve it probably is not going to be the end of the story. So... What do you think the preserve is, and what do you think happens after the preserve? I have no idea. I do think it's a laboratory facility. It's a research place. I don't think that it's a real preserve, as in a nature preserve. I think it's more of a preserve like formaldehyde. And I'm sure that he's willing to have him be tested on, at least right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a chance... That it's a place where the modern Teddy Roosevelt's hunt the big game. Or the little game. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. I just put it in context of that uh, disease and never even occur- it never even occurred to me that people would do that. But they're literally doing that the entire time. They're always hunting these people. Yeah, that's a possibility too. <clears throat> Alright. Um, <laughs> what is going on with the bunny lady at the end? I mean... Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a thing nowadays. We have diseases. We have trauma. We have half animal people. And I mean, sometimes you just got to make a quick buck. (laughs) I I don't know. Like, that can happen. Her town's not busy right now. 
it's all out in whatever field they were in. Um, and uh, I, I think your suspicions are correct. Um, I mean, Gus is already too old. This this whole plague, the whole apocalypse is only seven years old. And so he's already two years too old for it. And she's um, at least pubescent. I mean, so she's at least in her teens. Yeah. Yeah. No, Becky here has um, a professional standard to hold to. And I think that it involves her having ears. That she bought and paid for, so they're hers. <laughs> <laughs> also, how did everyone else die, but only Becky up in her room live? I mean, I don't care how innocent you look and what your name is. If you're the only person alive in the town, I'm not going to get that close to you for a while. I would like to know more about what made you a survivor. <laughs> Because that town looks rough. I mean, it, whatever happened there happened so fast, they didn't get to bury their dead. It was a bulldozer piling bodies up. It's a football field. That's what they're in. Yeah. Uh, it also says Home of the Vultures, which is real classy <laughs> because there are vultures everywhere. Uh, so there's that. But they didn't even finish the thing. Like, the, the people who were, you know, trying to take care of the dead, I mean, they didn't get... They, they succumbed before they were able... Yeah. There were people walking the street to get to the football field and died on their way into the football field. I guess they were just going to lay them all so their own selves wrapped down in there uh, and they couldn't even make it. But Becky is young and healthy and rabbit eared. Like, what have you been doing girl? They've been dead for a while. This isn't just like, Oh, look how recently they passed away. They look like they've been at it for a while. They're plum desiccated. So, what about that, Becky? What have you been doing with your time? Well, I think we know what Becky's been doing with her time. But, like, how is she okay? I mean, it does seem like it's mostly older folks who are succumbing more quickly to the, uh... Yeah. Whatever, whatever the disease is. Looks like everyone. Yeah. Except yeah. Becky. It's a lot. And I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that happy note, are we done here? Probably. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.